Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Simon Gallagher and Adam Cleary from What Culture Football here to discuss, well, everything that's gone on in the Champions League and is yet to happen as well. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football for daily football podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Right, gents. Last night, we saw Liverpool and Chelsea both lose in the Champions League. Tonight, uh, it is the turn of Tottenham and Man City. Before we look ahead to tonight's games, uh, what did you make of the two English sides' losses last night? Gazprom's back. Like, high, high banter European football has returned on day one, which I'm absolutely delighted about because all three of us support clubs that will likely never play in the Champions League ever again so long as we live. So all we can ever hope to do is enjoy the comical runs. misfortunes of those around us. And also anybody who's like, oh, I just want the British clubs to do well. Grow up. No, yeah. <laughs> Grow up, you soft tart. <laughs> what did you make of... Well, for, actually, let's, before we get on to Liverpool, what did you make of the whole furore around Chelsea's penalty? Because it seems to be getting a bigger and bigger issue, penalties <sighs> for English sides, whether that be in the Premier League or the Champions League. And do you think, as was seen to be suggested on commentary, that all the players come around going, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it, put Ross Barkley off? Well, you could say that, but also he's a pre- he's a professional footballer who shouldn't have that sort of. I hate those conversations about pressure for penalties. Like a pen- a penalty is a pressured situation. You should be able to do it or not. If you can't do it, then you shouldn't be taking the penalties mm. in the first place. I used to do uh, training for penalties, where in order to, this is probably the psychological thing to recreate the actual stress of a penalty. What we would do is you'd have to uh, you like spin on the spot. For ten seconds, <laughs> dizzy penalties. Same spot for ten seconds. Then you get a dunk your head in a thing, a thing of cold water. Penalty spot. Dunk your head in that. You're allowed sort of like three or four seconds to collect yourself. Then you've got to hit it. And apparently psychologically, like for the blood and the adrenaline and like what your mind <laughs> does, that's what you're meant to do. And I have to say, buried every single one of them. So I don't know what his problem was. <laughs> is, this, um, is this when he played for Guantanamo Bay FC? You're not far off. Remember that roundabout where Raul Mota shot the copper in the oh, face? Yes. Yeah, it was for the football team that played just next to that roundabout. It's really good. Um, what we're we talking about? <laughs> penalties. Yeah. Uh, Ross Bar. It's the thing is right. It just, it's not a terrible penalty. It just skims the bar on the way over. Yeah, I like saw some comments on the YouTube video saying, oh, Ross Barkley's penalty just landed in my back garden. No, it didn't. But it clipped the bar. Yeah, so, so it wasn't that low. Like, it just, it's another one of these. I think there's a lot of in-my-day-ism going on with punditry at the minute. Graeme Sunez is the absolute worst yeah. human being on the planet for it. Like, oh, we knew who the penalty was. Uh, bloody millennials. Uh, their rap music and their haircuts and their shoes. <laughs> and just don't know what it like. Oh, they, they all wanted to take the penalty. Well, probably because it was a, not a rotated side, but there was a few few names put in there who hadn't played for a while, certainly hadn't been starting. We got to see the um, Sarri ball substitution of Kovacic for Barty brought back after all this time. It was just... 
I don't know. Like, people talk, and again, this is another Sunes thing. They talk about you want leaders on the pitch, right? It's all well and good taking these teams out with instructions and tactics and, in, like, you know, them knowing what to do when they get out there. But you need leaders on the pitch who, in certain situations, will be like, no, tell you what, I know we're supposed to be doing this, but we're under pressure too much. We're going to hit it long, or we're going to, like, slow it down, or we're going to sit off five yards. You need people who are going to make these decisions on the pitch. And when we're seeing people make these decisions on the pitch and they're going wrong, all of a sudden, the decision-making process mm. is the bad thing, not the actual decision itself. And so, just another big fuss over nothing. You missed a penalty. Like, so what? A draw in that result in that game would have still been a bad result for them. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just... Here's yeah. a question. Do you think... Because one of the biggest culprits of, of that last night, I thought, was Willian, who basically stood next to him the entire time going, you sure you want to take this? You sure you want to take this? If that was you and I, if I'd missed it afterwards, would you come up and say, told you you shouldn't have taken it? Uh, yes, well, but yes, that's, if it yeah, was that's you me. That's, that's me. not the right answer. <laughs> but that wouldn't have worked in real life because if I was stood there with a the ball and you're like, sure you want to take this? I would literally, the first time I'd say, piss off, you put us off. <laughs> Just get off, will you? That, like, it, it, wouldn't, it doesn't work like that. It does it maybe suggest there's like a lack of cohesion or there's a lack of, there's not an alpha in that Chelsea group. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, well, he's got the ball, he must be taking it. So, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Frank Lampard. Will I is who I would have picked to take it, probably. Why? I just, every time I see him hit the ball, it goes where he means it to. Well, I know that's a very simple thing idea. to say, but I, I really, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like him as a player. Tough. I think the idea of saying Ross Barkley wasn't up to it because he's not like he, he's he's young and he's a leader is a little bit silly mm. because he was Everton's talisman for ages. Yeah. He had so much pressure focused yeah. on him that it should it shouldn't have been an issue. Tough, Look, tough group for Chelsea. Ajax and Leal uh, in there. Yes, no. I mean. <sighs> It's it's the kind of group where if they all play it to the level that we they're, they're kind of if they're at the standard that their reputation suggests they should be at, then they're going to really struggle. But then again, when they got drawn with Chelsea, they would have probably thought the same thing. And Valencia have walked out with three points in that first game. Um, I actually don't really know about because they did struggle a bit in qualification yeah. to get there, but they looked really good last night. Mm, They've um, they started the season fine. It's just. It's one of those, it's, it's the beat of the Champions League. It's quite an even group in terms of all the sides in there will all fancy they can get points from somewhere. Um, it's probably the, one of the more fascinating groups, I think we shall see. 2-0 uh, loss for Liverpool at Napoli. <laughs> yeah. um, Ewan Patterson, the Liverpool fan in our office, not best pleased with the penalty being given. Seemed pretty straightforward for me. It was definitely a penalty. I mean, all I'll say is I've heard the sentence entitled to go down, or, you know, yeah. used in many conversations about Liverpool and penalties over the last 12 months, and I think it applies here, it's albeit the other way around. Um, I think by far and away the more interesting part of that match is the fact that Sadio Mane and Mo Salah hate each other, probably. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, there's there's a lot of speculation about, well, if they hadn't scored the first goal, would they have scored the second goal? Terrible defensive mistake for them in that second goal. My auntie had wheels should be a bike. Like, it's just a matter. But yeah, I mean, if they score that two-on-one chance, they take the game away from Pulley, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they're not, again, they're not inexperienced players. They've scored breakaway goals, loads and loads and loads. It's one of the easiest things to do in football. If you get a two-on-one, you... Try and create as much distance between you as you both possibly can. As yes. soon as, as soon as you commit the defender one way, you roll the ball in for the other player. It's really easy. Now, neither Mo, Mo Salah did not want to run wide because he wanted the ball, and Mane didn't want to run wide because he wanted to take the chance on himself. So you had the pair of them running in a direct straight line. <laughs> so the defender was sort of like in the middle of it a bit, and there was never a clear chance open. And even when they got to the edge of the box and simply just, well, you can roll him in and you hit it first time now, Mane was like, didn't want to do it. He wanted the defender to go over to Salah. Like he wanted, you can see, he really wanted the chance, and he hesitated, and he hesitated, and he hesitated. And he finally did give it to him. He massively overhit it. Like I, 
if I put said to you, right, here's a situation, right? It's a break from the halfway line. It's Mo Salah and Sadio Mane versus one backpedaling defender. How many times out of 100 would you bank on them to, to at least get a shot away? Never mind oh, score yeah. a goal. I'd say 100. Oh, almost 100. E- even if it was one of them versus one defender, yeah. you'd still take the odds mm. of it being It's just, I, I've seen, I know this is the thing, right? That whole Mane, like, deck in the bench when he sat down uh, against, I think it was Burnley the other day. Well, that got... Probably way more made of it than it should have been. He clearly wasn't happy, but apparently he was all calmed down afterwards. Everyone was making jokes about handbags. it. Handbags. It's handbags, yeah. But situation, she was on the other foot now, and he did not want to give that ball to him. Like, he could have very easily put him in. And there's obviously, like, Mane's not a selfish player. Like, they showed that graph, which pretty much dismissed the whole issue with it in the first place, how many times they've laid each other on. And they create yeah. so many chances for each other. Like, Firmino... Uh, Mane and Salah all make loads of chances for each other they've clearly got no problem with laying the other people on but yet he didn't do it he didn't want to do it it's just I don't want to like overly scrutinise what is one moment in a, in a game of football but you can clearly see Mane's mind working during that chance and it's <laughs> I don't want to give this ball up I want this goal Uh judging by the responses from a lot of Liverpool fans it's a loss away at Napoli they win the rest of their games certainly they'll probably beat well, in theory, they should beat the other two teams, uh, Red Bull, Salzburg and Genk, in their group. And then if they win their home game Not against Napoli... like that, the wound. Yeah, they should be fine. But I don't want to really talk about their chances in this group. I want to talk more about the fact that surely they should just sacrifice the Champions League this season because judging by what's gone That's on in the Premier League see, so it? far, is the crush they should focus on the Premier League, shouldn't they? Yeah. No, they shouldn't because they're Liverpool FC and they've got a squad size and a budget and an infrastructure in place to compete in multiple competitions. You don't have to pick one. They should they should be challenging for the Premier League and the Champions League and domestically as well. Like there's no like, oh, they should probably sacrifice it. Mate, look, if you get to the latter stages, you get to a quarterfinal or a semi-final, you're at the bare bones with the squad and people have got niggles. Yeah, all right, then you start making decisions about do we sacrifice this? Do we give somebody a week off? Do we let them get a breather? Do we not risk them for this match? Because ultimately, like Norwich at the weekend's more important because we want those three points. That's when that conversation Norwich. Yeah. That's when that conversation comes into the equation. Not like not in September when you've got a... Re- I mean, I know they've had a few injury niggles, but that was almost a full-strength side they put out last night. Mm. I'm sure they would have rather had Allison in. Milner coming in the centre field's probably not exactly who they would have uh, gone for. But, you know, they're from three out. They had their first choice back four out. It's like they should be able to compete for that. There's no conversation about sacrifices yet. It's true. It's, it's like Frank Lampard says so astutely, the Champions League is a game of two halves. It, but it, look, it is. group stage and knockout stage. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's talk about tonight's game then, because uh, Man City, well, Tottenham, I should say, uh, are away at Olympiakos and Man City are away at Shakhtar Donetsk. This is surely the most obvious year to see Man City win the Champions League, considering how the results have gone. I know it's the, only the first game week. Not anymore. I, honestly, I think that injury to Laporte really does hamstring them. In the, I mean, you've, look, we've always said you've got to be able to defend in the Champions League. Spurs yes. are like such an outlier in this that they literally just scored their way at the final. But it's so often you have to be able to defend well. You have to be able to go away from home and know that you're not going to concede stupid goals because then it you know can mean no matter what you do in the home leg, you, it's already it's already beyond you. Um, I think City look really, really shaky at the back at the minute, or they certainly did against Norwich. Um, they'll have to fix that. They probably can fix that. They've probably got the players and the coaching staff you to fix so. that. And well, When's Laporte back? Start next year? Oh, he's, well, he missed this season. By the, the whole season, yeah. all season. By the looks of it. Majority Certainly of it, yeah, what I, I read, so, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just... I know the, the Lampard thing about being a game of two hours that can get themselves to the, the group's the knockout stages. Then who knows? But 
I mean, they're not in any danger of not qualifying for this mm. group, in my opinion. They'll, they'll score their way out of it. But once you get the really tough games... Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to win, personally. They're, they're my choice. Still? Yeah, I mean, there, there was just some... That Norwich game has to be a blip. The way Norwich played, most teams aren't going to play like that against them in the Champions League anyway. Which is, like, it's a strange thing to say because it's Norwich and it's not a Champions League team. But they're not going to get pressed more successfully than they press other teams in the Champions League. I just can't see it happening. I think you're right in saying that you have to defend. And the teams that do surprisingly well will be the ones that have got managers who drill them really well. Like, if Rafa went into Real Madrid, he'd probably win the Champions League with them this season. Whereas if Zinedine Zidane stays there, they'll get nowhere near. But teams like Napoli, um, Inter Milan, they're going to have stronger foundations than Man City will. But I still think... Tottenham proved that you can score your way at the final. Man City will probably do that as well. I wouldn't say Tottenham proved you can do it. They did do it, but like we're talking so many, yeah. like Raheem Sterling shin is offside. They get through that game. There's literally the last kick of the, the game against there Ajax. Was, there was it slightly spins yeah. off somebody's foot and goes in the bottom corner with a goalie can't reach. I wouldn't say they like categorically proved that you no, can get I'm, there by doing that. I mean, in terms of the balance of their team, their defence wasn't great. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's, let's talk about if it's not Man City then. There's the obvious ones. Liverpool, defending champions, of course. Uh, Barcelona, Juventus, they're always, Real Madrid, they're always in that conversation. But who are, who are some more sort of dark horses for this year's competition? I mean, in Milan. I had a second one also. Uh, because I, I mean, I mean, Alfinger Haaland suddenly smashing them in for Red Bull. Salzburg. I want. I just want to talk about him. He does not look like he should be as mobile as he is. I, he gonna, so I, gonna, I thought you were going to say he does not look like Alfinger Haaland. So no. it's like, none of our business that yeah. at all. <laughs> at all. He looks, he he looks, looks like, like Roy Keane. Yeah, it's a bit weird. So you said Inter Milan. Yes, we both did. We both yeah, think Inter Milan. Uh, why? Why do you think they could be? They've dark just. Horses? This is the thing. 
they've just spent a lot of money, and I think that's it's it sounds and lazy. well as well. It sounds lazy, but they've they've thrown money at this idea of being a European heavyweight again, and I think they know they're not going to do too much. And I don't think they see themselves as being able to overhaul Juventus and Serie A this year. So making a big statement on the European stage is going to be a priority for them. And as we say, when these decisions have to be made later in the season about, well, do we sacrifice this? Do we sacrifice that? I can see them throwing the league in the bin if they think they're going to be comfortably getting into the Champions League spots for next year and having a real run at it. And not to, to rely on cliches too much, but Inter Milan do strike me as a team. In that group they've got, Slavia Prague, Borussia Dortmund, Barcelona, they strike me as a team that if that was, not to belittle any teams, if that was Slavia Prague, Valencia and Benfica I think they'd struggle more because it strikes me that yeah. when you play Borussia Dortmund and Barcelona you raise your game naturally for that It's put it this way right I think the reason there are a lot of people's dark horses are because if they get out of the group stage they will have proved that they are yes, exactly. to be taken seriously and they will also have binned out a good side on the way like if they don't get out of the group stage well we can start talking about actual dark horses in the knockout stages and you know, not bother bringing up their name but like they're going to have to do something very quickly to get out of that group. And if they do, then, well, we know they're the real deal. Uh, who's your pick then if it's not? Well, it is Inter Milan, but after it's, that. It's funny to call anybody in the Champions League a dark horse when it comes to winners, really. Mm. Um, yeah, you, it's like, but my like, dark horse is Man United. Yeah, I'm going to say Juventus, and it seems just wrong to call them a dark horse. I think, it's fine, if, I think it's fine to call a side a dark horse if they haven't won it recently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm glad we just all stopped having this PSG conversation. <laughs> I know, yeah. Somebody's somebody picked them in um, in something I read in a preview, and it was just like I just don't see. When would you learn? When will people learn? Like when will people learn? Like they've got PSG. To be fair, if anybody could prove the Spurs thing, if you can score, you ate the final. Maybe it is PSG because they can they can rattle goals in against really really good sides. It's just. They also tend to let in three and four get the big sides when they give them a bit of a head start. I, can't see, I can see PSG playing Spurs in the final and then both bottling it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the thing. Some, somehow PSG wins. Spurs in the final would be dreadful. Somehow it would. It would oh, just be would. Two, two teams that can't defend but score loads it of goals. It can't be worse than last year, though. If That's Mbappe is the top scorer in the competition, PSG will win the competition. That's as simple as that is, I think. Um, I also think that had somebody else and I've forgotten who it was Dortmund I think mm-hmm. might do pretty well it, it, again it depends on them getting through the groups I'm going to go Red Bull Salzburg interesting why just because I've read that article about Alfinger Harland's son and how he wants to score loads and then win the Champions League with Leeds as well so I just yes. <laughs> really entertain I will me say on the, on the Dortmund issue they've probably got the most dangerous out and out centre forward in the competition this year like looking through the stats I always get his name wrong Al Cal Alcalá. Yeah, I always, 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 I always want to call him Alcacelta. <laughs> but like, if you read through his stats, like his goals to game ratio, yeah. the minutes between goals, the sides he's scoring against, the type of chances he's converting, like he's fizzing them in. He is. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that was. So oh my funny. god! I don't know. How, I don't know how I've stomached that joke. But anyway. <laughs> um, they have got out now the best, probably the most dangerous yeah. out and out centre forward in the competition this year. So. Who knows what you can do with that? They've got Sancho as well, who... The Champions League is often decided by these... Like, after every competition, you get, like, he stood out. Like, mm. De Ligt yeah. last year as one. Like, you'd say, on his shoulders, they got as far as they did. Mm. Pretty much and entire... It, it the entire spine of that Ajax side really yeah. stood out, which is why they haven't got any of them anymore. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Will Ronaldo... I know you said Juventus may well win it, but do you think Ronaldo or Messi will ever win the Champions League again? Yeah, yes, well, they, play for, they play for Barcelona and Juventus. They, yeah, they're probably in amongst the favourites. 
everybody wants... Who wrote this question? <laughs> everybody seems to want Barcelona to be in a bigger crisis than they actually seem to be in, from my, looking at them. Messi's still going to score loads of goals despite yeah. when he's 45 years old, he's going to score 45 goals mm. in the league. It's just, he's, a, he's an anomaly. They've got, they've got as good as... Who's got, got more of, who's got more of a chance this year, I should, should Messi. Pass. Ronaldo. <laughs> Where's my, the thing is, oh, right, this is the comment section. People, people like to make this big fuss about what's going on at Barcelona. I think the problems are considerably more behind the scenes than they're ever going to be on the pitch. Like yes. This is La Liga we're talking about. No matter how bad things get for Barcelona and Real Madrid, they're always the top two or sometimes the top three clubs in the entire country. Yeah, if like, they come forth, it's a disaster. If they come forth, it's an absolute catastrophe. Like mm. they'll, they'll be in the competition every single year. And when you get other teams out on the pitch, there's what two, maybe three teams who you'd think could beat them over two legs. That's if they draw them at any point. You never like they are always going to be amongst the favourites for this competition. Like the fact that Madrid went so long without getting to a final or winning it, it was an absolute freak show. Mm. It became a, it became an identity crisis they were having. Like the, the decima thing became this huge cultural thing for the club because they couldn't believe no matter <laughs> how like who they were buying or who they were playing, they just weren't doing it. And now you know they went one three in a row off the back of that. Uh, let's give you an easier question: Who's the greatest of all time, Messi or Ronaldo? No, um, Tottenham and City, as I said, both away. Uh, but both against beatable opposition. Any any chance they stumble tonight? I think they both. I think they. I genuinely think it's going to be a game week where none of the English sides win. They could all str- indeed I think lose. Struggle. I think there'll be a draw, but the, among abs- one of those the absolute last thing Manchester City are going to want after that Norwich game is having a long round trip against a really difficult to break down side who will probably smell a bit of blood, might be full of confidence. Don't get me wrong; they prob- they have easily got the tools to go and win that game, regardless. But it's not. They would have liked a nice home tie, mm. just something to kind of like forget about it. Whereas this is going to be tough. And if you've got the doubts creeping in, you're a little bit unsure at the back, it could be a could be a very, very difficult night for them. Smash cut to them winning 5-0. Yeah, Shakhtar are like, in the third round of the FA Cup, there are teams that you want to avoid every single time. Yeah. You're supposed to beat them on paper, but Shakhtar are that team for... Mm, absolutely. Yeah, you, right. do, you don't want an away game against a side who are like, even if they're in the division below, against a side that are full of confidence. You know, you don't want an away game against one of the top sides in the championship or one of the surprise packages in the Premier League. You know, you want to just get a nice home game, rest a few players. Like, they can't, City can't rest anybody in that game for no. my money. Maybe... I wouldn't let speculate, but just they need to go out and they need to win that game because yes. if you're as good as Man City and you win as many games as Man City, two defeats in a row is a crisis. Mm. And then, then what do you do? Change things. Shakhtar's manager probably has the easiest team talk of everybody in that in that whole group. I will say as well, one dangerous thing for Man City, especially with the injuries, is that I think people really the way Norwich approached that game was so, like, you could so clearly see what they were doing and you could so clearly see how effective it was. Like, City like to press you as soon as they lose the ball, but they've got this system whereby if they don't win it back in sort of 30 seconds, they tactically foul you. Yeah. Or they try and, like, put it out for a throw and they try and, like, restrict the game. And Norwich were just like, right, well, we'll not let you anywhere near the ball in that <laughs> case. We'll not try and, like, work out of areas. We will play into space all the time. And City had no idea what... They physically couldn't get close enough no. to foul them in these situations. And I think... It's very easy to say the sides are going to replicate that. Obviously, Norwich are a really good passing side. They were well-drilled. They've got great chemistry between their players. Not everybody can do that, but everybody can try. Uh, Any chance Spurs struggle at Olympiacos? Olympiacos. Again, in theory, no. Yeah, they shouldn't. 
but, but it's another trickier way tie mm. against a side who, like you know, at home, do always fancy themselves. Uh, finally, let's talk about well, some great games this uh, today. I it's a bloody Gazprom man. It's always great games. Uh, Atletico Ju- Juve, as we mentioned, as well as City and Tottenham uh, away, Olympiacos and Shakhtar Donetsk. But the, arguably the biggest game: PSG versus Real Madrid. Uh, who have you got for this one? I think PSG because they're at home. I think Real Madrid because they're playing PSG. Yeah, I mean, is it one of those games? That, yeah, that, that, again on paper, PSG ro- should romantics. Win. Sorry, it's sort of reverse romantics because it's the PSG thing where you expect them just to be PSG all over the place. Mm. But the most PSG thing, and as a Newcastle fans, we should know this because it's the same sort of thing, would be to beat Real Madrid and then crash out by not winning another game. Yeah. So they'll be like, "This is our year. Kylian Mbappe is going to do it." I will say it should be a quite an interesting game because both sides will fancy that they are the favourites in that regard. PSG say are at home. Yeah. They probably again probably smell a little bit of blood with things the way things are going with Real Madrid at the minute. As mm-hmm. Dan is doing, God knows what Zidane's doing. Um, they will probably think they can go and win. They'll be like, well, we should. You know, it's a it's a first group game. It's Madrid at home. We win that. That's like our second toughest game out of the way, and we're top of the group. It's a hell and of a scalp. It's a hell of a scalp, and it. You'd say if PSG win that, they should qualify at a canter. Mm. Because by the time they play Real Madrid again, they could already be out of the group and it won't matter. It's a huge game for them. But likewise, Real Madrid will be thinking the exact same thing. Like, we've got, you know, if we can get this win in early, then we don't have to worry about the rest of the games too much. We can maybe try and, like, focus on the league. So you think both sides will absolutely be going for it. Smash cut to a nil-nil. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, let us know your thoughts and predictions in the comment section below. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. You can also tweet Twitter questions to us at WhatCultureFC. Watch there. Follow all three of us. You can follow Simon Gallagher at... At Cy Gallagher. You can follow Adam Cleary at... Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. You can follow us all, as I said, at What Culture FC. Enjoy the Champions League tonight. My thanks to Simon and to Adam. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.